Alrighty, I want to welcome y'all here today and everything. Uh, like I said, uh, y'all know that uh, right after the service, we're going to have our church Thanksgiving dinner over there. And from what I understand, it's it's everything in the world over there. All kinds of desserts, turkey, ham, dressing, you name it, we got it. Stay and eat with us. Uh, you know, it seems like many times Thanksgiving we forget what Thanksgiving is really about. We forget to give thanks to our Heavenly Father for all the blessings that He has given us. And uh, this coming Thursday, we will be celebrating Thanksgiving Day with our families and at our homes and things like that. But I also want us to remember that last Wednesday, we celebrated Veterans Day. And we need to remember to give thanks to all of our veterans for what they've done, for their service, for helping keep this a free country. Many times we forget to thank them. And they deserve to be thanked for the sacrifice that many of them made. Many of them made a sacrifice. They didn't come back home. It's just so. You just need to remember, give them thanks for what they did for you. And, you know, sometimes when we come to worship and give thanks, many times it can be a hard thing for some of us to do. Maybe we've come into the church, maybe we're just down. Maybe we're kind of depressed. Or things had not been just really going good for us that week. And sometimes it's just like, I really don't feel like, you know, worshiping today. Maybe, maybe there was a hardship. Maybe there was a tragedy that struck our lives. But, and we just do not feel like coming to God and giving thanks. That's flesh. That's flesh. In our spirit, we should always be thankful to God. Matter of fact, my message today is entitled, In Everything, Give Thanks. And that's what the Bible says. In everything, give thanks. You know, sometimes we don't feel like worshiping or we're just kind of, like I said, down. But yet the Bible tells us to give thanks to the Lord for all things or in all things. In Psalms 106, verse 1, it says, Praise you the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Do y'all realize? The Lord just keeps on forgiving and forgiving and forgiving. It seems like most of us, a lot of times, we probably sin daily. Not meaning to, not planning to, but something comes up, something happens, something gets hold of that flesh, you say some things you shouldn't say, you've got some thoughts you shouldn't have had, but you know, when this hits you, the first thing you need to do is don't ignore it. You realize, it's kind of like my message last week, or when I did the message, Lord, I have sinned. Sometimes we have to go 
before the Lord and just say, Lord, forgive me, for I have sinned. You know, that's something that David had to do a number of times in his life. David was a man that said he was a man after God's own heart. He loved God, but yet David was just like you and he's just like me. He made mistakes. And when he made a mistake, David did not try to blame his mistakes on anyone else. David owned up, Lord, I have sinned. Forgive me. Too many times when something goes on in our life, we're like, well, oh, God there caused me to do it. No, Don didn't cause you to do it. Your flesh caused you to do it. It's something that was already there. Temptation comes. And men say, oh, I've been tempted, I've sinned. No. Temptation itself is not the sin. The sin is following through on that temptation. Jesus was tempted out in the desert. But the Bible says that Jesus was a man that never sinned. So temptation itself is not the sin. God puts it in our spirit to fight off that temptation. He said, I'll make a way for you to escape it. And you know, sometimes the most simple way to escape temptation, turn around and run. Get away from it. Don't let it get a hold of you. Run from the temptation and don't let it get a hold of you. That is one of the easiest ways there is of fighting it. Get away from it. See, Satan knows exactly what will tempt you. He knows your weaknesses. And that's what he comes against us with is our weakness. If you've got a weakness for something, if you've got a weakness for going into the beer joints, bypass them. Don't stop. Go. You know, you've, got, you've had the friends that say, oh, come on, you can go in there. We'll just have one beer and we'll go. Chances are you go in there, it's more than one beer. It's more and more and more. You have to fight that temptation. You have to say, no. I know that when I out in my earlier life, my earlier years, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. And but when God got a hold of me, my whole life changed. My whole life changed. My thoughts, my desires. I became a new creature in Christ. A new person. That old man had died. It had been buried with Christ. But the new man rose up. That new man came forth. And that's what we have to do, is let the new man take over and guide us. Get rid of that fleshly temptation. And you have to fight it. You have to fight it. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us, the spirit wars against the flesh, and the flesh wars against the spirit daily. It's the, the flesh is going to try to get you to do something daily that is against what God wants us to do. You know, even old Paul, he had a problem. He said, you know, I do the things that I don't want to do, and yet I don't do the things I know I should do. How many of us are like that? You know what to do. You know 
what God wants you to do. You know God's Word. You know when you're about to sin. Get away from it. Don't fall into that temptation. Rebuke Satan right there. It says, submit yourself to God, and God will draw closer to you. You know, and we're also told in Colossians, chapter 3, verse 17, it says, and whatsoever you do in word or deed... Whatsoever you do in word or your deeds, your works, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Always give thanks to God for everything. Thank God for His His hedge of protection around you, for guarding your life, for taking care of your family, for, for just putting that... You know, each day... Every day, I will pray for God's hedge of protection around my family, my grandchildren, and all that. I ask God to put His hedge of protection around them, to watch over them, to guard them, because there's an enemy out there. He, and, and you know, there in John 10, 10, it said, For the enemy comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what Satan's job is. That's why he's come, to kill steal, and destroy God's creation. But then Jesus follows that up. He says, But I have come, you may have life, and have it in an abundance. So we have a decision right there. Am I going to follow Satan and be destroyed? Or am I going to follow Christ and have an abundant life? His blessings will fall upon me, and they will fall upon my family. We're obedient. Obedience is what brings blessings. Obedience to God brings blessings. Turn into, one day if you're just not doing anything, open up your Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 28 and start reading. You have the blessings and you have the curses. God tells you if you will heed and listen and follow my word, these blessings shall come upon you. In other words, he said, if you'll listen to me, my blessings are going to overtake you. They're going to bless you. But if you do not heed my word, if you do not listen, if you walk away from my word, then these curses shall come up on you. It's very interesting to see what the blessings are. And of course, the curses are really just the opposite of the blessings. But we have a choice. He says, this day I set before you life and death. He says, choose life. In other words, he says, you've got the choice. You've got the choice. You, you can make the choice of what happens in your life. Choose life. In other words, choose me and choose my blessings that will come upon you if you will heed my word and follow me. So, you know, Jesus is just being very simple of tell, telling you what we have to do in order to have a blessed life. But we're to be thankful to Jesus. You know, a lot of people say, well, how can I be thankful for all things? That's not what the Bible said. It says be thankful in all things. I'm just going to say something here right fast. Juanita's not here. But her husband, Butch, 
Fill in the prior check. He was in such pain. And they couldn't stop that pain. Finally, he said, yes, I'll go to the doctor. Finally, he went. This pain came upon Butch. And the pain that came upon him revealed something. God's blessing, really. The pain he had showed up, and, 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 and what showed up really had nothing to do with the pain. They finally found the right medicine to give him to take in the MRI, they found uh, uh, an aneurysm at the heart. He's facing going to surgery tomorrow. But if it had been found, he could have very easily, that aneurysm busted, broke, and he could have died. See, sometimes things happen to us for a reason. We did not know why Butch was going through all that. But when they found that aneurysm, it saved his life. Many times we go through things that we don't understand, but later on we see some of the things we went through, it was for our own good. And we want to blame God and get angry because we had to go through a little something. And the whole time, it was for our own good. You know, here in Hebrews 13.15, it says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Continually. Always. Without ceasing. Give praise to God for the things in your life. A lot of the things that are going to come around, and I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to get angry. You're going to get mad. And you're going to blame God. And who knows? Maybe in just a short time, something else will develop from what you went through that's going to reveal something that saves your life. Just like Butch. Give thanks to God in all things. It didn't say for all things. But in all things, say, God, I don't understand it. I don't know. But I'm going to believe right now that you've got a plan for my life and that's why I'm going through this. Sometimes it's a lesson. It's a teach, teaching from God. Listen to me. Sometimes it's a test. Where's your faith? Do you really believe God can heal you? Do you really believe that God is walking with you? Do you really believe, hey, I may be going through this for a reason and God will reveal it. Maybe just a little further down the line, He will reveal it. But, you know, like I said, we are not told to give thanks to the Lord because we feel good. Oh, Lord, I feel great today. I just want to praise you. No, we're to give thanks to the Lord because He is good. Not us. We're not good. But He is. Give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. You know, when we come to God, we ask for blessings in our life, we should never forget to offer thanks to God for the blessings that He's already given you. How many of you have gone back, looked at the blessings, 
The song, count your blessings, count them one by one. How many of you just really have stopped and, and just looked at the blessings that God has put in your life? And give Him thanks for it. Very few of us. Very few of us do that. We, take, we don't take that time. And notice I said, and give Him thanks for those that, that we've asked for and those that He has forgiven. Even though you've asked for it, thank Him. Lord, I thank You that You're going to fulfill what I have just asked You to do. You're thanking Him before you ever see it. Now that's faith. Thanking Him for the blessings before you ever see them, before they ever happen. But you say, Lord, I know you're going to do it. I'm your child. I know you love me. And I know you hear my prayers when I come to you. If you are a child of God, God hears your prayers every time you pray. He said, well, he hadn't answered all of them. Maybe you all or some of us ought to be glad he didn't. Some of the prayers we played, prayed could have caused us pain. It could have caused us hurt. At that moment, oh, man, yeah, this is what I want. This is what do. And then just right down the road a little bit, you're sitting there, Lord, thank you for not answering that prayer. That would have been a real mistake. Give thanks to God in all things. When you pray, thank Him. It may not, he may not answer it right then and there. Maybe it's going to take a little something. Maybe He's going to have to do something. You know, but we need to be just as quick to give thanks for what we've asked for as for the things we've received. Give thanks for the things that you ask God for, believing He is going to do it. You know, but many times we don't even give Him thanks at all. Maybe we forget. I don't know. We're quick to ask for help, but many times we're slow in giving our thanks. How many people... You go all out to help others do something, but they never even say, thank you. How many of us forget to thank God for all that He has done and to thank Him right now for all that He is going to do? God's not through with you. He's got blessings still in store for you he wants to bless you with. So start thanking him for those blessings that he's going to come upon you with. You know, like I said, you know, sometimes we're quick to ask things, but we're slow in giving thanks. That's like a story over in Luke, chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. It's about the ten lepers. I'm sure all of you have heard this story. Jesus was passing through and there was ten lepers. They all... Heal us. Forgive us. You know, Jesus didn't go into a lot of things. He just simply looked at those ten lepers and said, go show yourself to the priest. And said that they were healed as they went. They said as they started walking to the priest, one leper out of ten saw he was being healed. What did he do? Only one of them. He turned around. He went back to Jesus. He fell at Jesus' feet and began to praise Him and thank Him for the healing. Well, maybe, you know, I, does God notice we don't thank Him? 
Listen to what God said to the leper. Were there not ten that come to me? Where are the other nine? Only one out of ten returned to give thanks to God for a healing. So yes, God notices when we don't thank Him. He said, where are the other nine? And then what happened? Jesus looked at that one leper. Now look, leprosy back then, and even it's not so much now, a lot of the cure has been found, but back then, leprosy was considered uncurable. Only God could cure it. It was Many times they believed that leprosy was something that God put on a person for their sin in their life. That that was a punishment from God. But when they come to Jesus, Jesus said, show yourself to the priest. He says, and they were healed as they went. This one leper returned. And Jesus told him something. Leprosy, many times you would lose body parts. Fingers, ears, nose, whatever would fall off. That leprosy would just eat it off. But Jesus said something to this leper that returned to him. He said, your faith has made you whole. We can be healed and still have signs. Those lepers, they can still have missing body parts. But this one leper, he said, be made whole. When Jesus said, be made whole, if he had any fingers, toes, nose, ears, or anything missing, it was restored because he was made whole. We have to remember, God is faithful to us and our faithfulness to him. The more faithful we are to God, the more faithful he is to us. Submit yourself to God. And he will draw closer to you. That's what I just said a while ago. The more we submit, the closer we become to God. The closer we get to God. Sometimes giving thanks can be hard because we feel like we've been dealt a bad hand in this life. That's probably what those lepers were thinking. Well, I've been through so much, I'm not going to go back and give thanks. I paid my dues. Oh, they could have been blessed so much more. So much more. But you know, many times a person that loses a loved one and they don't fully understand why, but many times they get an anger issue with God. They're blaming God for the death of their loved one. Now let me ask you a question. What does it say in Hebrews... Chapter 9, verse 27. For it is appointed unto man once to die, then the judgment. So a lot of times when a person dies, that was their appointment that God had set forth. And you say, well, but they were young, they were righteous, they were good men. Yes, but listen to what it says right here in Isaiah. 57, 1 through 2. It tells us something. And I've said this at many funerals. The righteous perish and no man lays it to heart 
or no man really thinks about it. And merciful or good men are taken away. No one considering or thinking about that the righteous are taken away from the evil that is to come. God sees what we don't. God sees things that are going to happen that we don't see. But God says, no. You're coming home with me. I'm protecting you. You're not going through it. There's not going to be no more sickness, no more tears, no more sorrow. You're going to be passed to go through all that. You're not going to have it. You're coming directly home to me. And then here in verse 2, it says, For they shall enter into peace. They shall enter into peace. A peace that they would not have known if God had not taken them home. They shall rest in their beds. Remember, God's got a mansion for you. They're going to be in their house. They're going to be resting in their beds. They're going to have peace. And each one walking in his uprightness. Not his, but God's uprightness. They're going to be walking in that. Like I said, totally healed, totally blessed. They're not going to go through what they could have gone through if God would have left them where they were. And sometimes we have to look at that and and thank God. God, thank you for not allowing my loved one to go through something like that. You know, I look back. I've lost both mother and father. And I'm thankful to God that neither one of them, especially my father, because he couldn't have done all that hospital and nursing home and all that. But he died instantaneously. Just He was there and then he was gone. He didn't have to go through a nursing home. He didn't have to go through hospitals or nothing else. God took him. Mother, I watched her in the hospitals. I watched her lay. I watched her suffer. I thank God let me see something. Which had you rather me do? Had you rather me bring them on home with me? Or would you rather just lay there and suffer? I am so thankful that God took my father home instantly. I'm even thankful that he was able to show me what my mother was going through. And I was thankful when he took her. Well, we've got to be thankful. It says be thankful in everything. Not for everything, but in everything. I'm thankful in the things that God did to take my parents home. And that's what we all need to do is be thankful for what God is doing now. You know, it's easy to give thanks when something good happens to us. And have you ever noticed that? When things are really going good, it's so easy to be thankful. Kind of like that song we sang. God on the mountain. Hey, 
He's God on the mountain, but He's still God in the valley. He does not change. He says, for I am the Lord God and I change not. Find that in Malachi. He says, I do not change. What I did then, I'm doing now. God looks forward to seeing His loved ones, to seeing His children come home. In Psalms 116 in verse 15, it says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. They are precious in time. God sees them coming home. Oh, it's kind of sad to us because we see them going away. But when God looks down from heaven, He sees them coming home. They're precious in His sight because they've been delivered out of this devil-filled, cruel world and now they're at home with Him. He's taken care of them. They're blessed. They're free. They're home. It's precious in His sight to see His children come home to Him. That's just like your parents. They were so glad to see you come to visit and it was sad when they had to watch you leave. Kind of like God. He's so happy when he sees us coming home to see him. home. To our a new home. You know, there is something that we also need to remember. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You ever thought about that? When something goes on, it's God's will. Maybe you're going, like I said a while ago, maybe you're going to a test. Maybe he's showing you something. But you know, but when something unpleasant takes place in our life, it's hard to give thanks, isn't it? It's hard to give thanks. We say, hey, I can't give thanks for that. I know we've all been there and we've probably all said that. I can't give thanks for something like that. And like I said a while ago, it could have been something for our very own good that we haven't seen yet or realized why God did this. I don't think we'll ever fully understand what was good or bad in our lives until much later on. But I think what I would say to you, if anything, that what you think is a bad thing today might turn out to be a great thing tomorrow. Or maybe even a little further down the road. You know, I believe that when we look back years from now, or maybe even sooner, we will be able to say, Lord, you knew what was going to happen. You knew. I am so thankful that I trusted in you 
and believed in what you was doing. I'm so happy that even through all I went through, I was able to give thanks. Even though I didn't understand. But I'm glad through your word, I knew I should give thanks. Even though I didn't understand yet. You know, there's a scripture in Proverbs that tells us. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, and every one of you know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lead not to your own understanding, because I'm going to tell you right now, you're never going to understand everything that God does. Trust Him. That's what He's saying. He says, for my ways are higher than your ways. For my ways are as high as the heavens. He says, I know things that you don't know. I see things that you don't see. And what I do, I'm doing for you because I love you. When something happens, don't try to lean to your own understanding about it. Something that you don't even really understand at all. But he said, in all ways, acknowledge Him. In all ways, give thanks to God. Because it was God that did it. And he shall then direct your paths. He's going to direct your paths in the way that he wants you to go and to the ways that he can bless you. He'll have you doing things. That he'll bless your life. He'll reward you because of your obedience. Always trust in the Lord with your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and always acknowledge and thank Him and He will direct your paths. In Psalms 104, excuse me, Psalms 100, verse 4, it says, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His holy name. We're to enter in to his presence. And his, 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 whenever the Jewish people entered into God's courts or into his presence, they entered with praise on their lips, already thanking God for what he was going to do and for what he had done. This is telling us that we should never go to church grouchy, finding fault with everyone and everything. I hate to say it. But I've met people, they come in, and the first thing they want to do is gripe about something. Unsatisfied. Well, it should have been done this way, or it should have been done that way, or I don't know about that. I don't know if that's how God would have done it or not. I said, well, I don't know if that's how He would have done it either, but that's what He told me. So that's what I'm going to do. Many times, trust in the Lord with all your heart lead not to your own understanding and acknowledge Him in all ways and He shall direct your paths. Trust God is what He is saying. But the Jewish people would enter into, 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 the, into God's courts with praise on their lips. This is telling us, like I said, that we should always come to church with praise on our lips, giving praise and thanks to God for what He has done and for what He is going to do. But we should come with a joyful heart, ready to worship God. 
You should come to church ready to worship God. You should come to church expecting God to meet the needs in your life. Many people come, they're not expecting anything. They show up. Well, I didn't know if God, I didn't think God would do anything. Well, he didn't, did he? Because you wasn't expecting it. You wasn't believing it. God says, if you doubt, don't think you shall receive anything. Faith is what God looks for to meet your needs. He wants to see that faith. He wants to see your trust. He wants to see you believing his word that he will do what he says he will do. We should have the sacrifice of praise flowing from our lips and that praise should be coming from to give God thanks. That's what God wants. He wants our thanks. He wants our praise. He wants our love. And He wants to bless us. I'm going to ask the band to come up. They will. If you're here today and if you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, if you are one of those that just, I just don't believe God will ever bless me. If that's what you believe, then you're right. He's not. But if you believe and have faith, God will bless you to no end. God says, I'll pour out my blessings on you, and you can run fast enough because they're going to overtake you. You're not going to be able to get away from God's blessings. He says, I shall open up the windows of heaven and I will pour out my blessings upon you. Can you imagine God opening up his window out of heaven and just pouring out blessings? I'll pour out blessings on you that you cannot contain or that you do not have enough room for. I'll get me a storage building. I want to be blessed. And I believe God will do it. And I'm thanking him right now for the blessings that he's going to bring upon this church. I'm thanking him for what he's going to do in this church. I'm thanking him for you. I'm praying for him to bless each one of you in the way that you need to be blessed. God knows what you need. And nothing is impossible for God to do. We don't ask enough. What? You ask so little? What? You don't think I can do it? Ask God for what you need. He wants to fulfill the blessings of your life. If you're here today, if you need blessings from God, if there's things you need from God, we have an altar right up here. Come and ask Him. But when you come, come believe it. Well, God, I know you'll do it for other people, but I just don't know if you'll do it for me. God said, well, you might as well stay in your seat. No, you believe. It, it says, get under the spout for the blessings of God are poured out, or sit in your chair and do without. Do you need blessings today? Is there something that you need from God? All he wants is your thanks and your faith. And he says, I will pour my blessings out upon you and you will not be able to contain them. So I'm going to ask the band to play. If you need blessings, if you need something in your life, 
altar is open. I'm going to be down front. If you would just like to have prayer, I'll be more than happy to pray with you. Anoint you with oil. You know, when we anoint with oil, that is simply, it represents the Holy Spirit. It shows the Holy Spirit here, and the Holy Spirit is upon you, meeting your needs also. So, if you're here today and you need something, please come to the altar. Let me pray for you. I want to see what God does. Because I'm expecting Him to do something. I hope you are.